I heard something that said, I have to get some more conspiracy theories because all of mine came true. <laughs> and that's what last year feels like, <laughs> man. Know, seriously. It's nuts. It's funny. Hey, Jason, what's the first thing you think of when I say the word setups? You're not making chips. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. not making money. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the biggest battles that can hold you back as a manufacturer. Absolutely. So enter the Lean Setup Guide from Pro Shop. Okay, what's that? This guide can help anyone, whether you're a Pro Shop user or not, but Pro Shop users have experienced a 50% reduction in setup time because the software builds these lean principles into their process. Yeah, so it's a totally free download. You can go to proshoperp.com slash 50 and you can get your copy of the Lean Setup Guide. Bam. Jason, I'm a little stressed, man. I don't know how I'm feeling these days. Nick, you got to snap out of it. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. Welcome to Making Chips, the number one manufacturing podcast, equipping and inspiring manufacturing leaders since 2014. I'm Jason Zenger. I will be your host, along with my co-host, Nick Golner. I will be host, too. You will be the host. I will be the host. We are hosting. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Yeah, this is going to be a different conversation. So we're going to talk about recessions again, but I want to talk about it a little bit differently. So... I know it's a little played out, but I think it's good for us to kind of understand what's going on in the world and how this recession is being manufactured. It's being purposely orchestrated. We did episodes on forecasting and things like that, and we know that this year is going to be a challenge. I don't yep. think it's going to hit manufacturing as hard as everything else because yep. of all like the reshoring and all the energy totally. towards manufacturing. But like I'll tell you right now, we didn't increase our goals from last year by a lot. I talked to a lot of people about it, like leaders of global cutting tool manufacturing companies and leaders of my clients who are small, medium-sized, and large manufacturing companies. And most people that I talk to are looking at just flat. Yeah, they're budgeting for flat. Ours is like a slight increase because psychologically, we don't ever want to stay the same. <laughs> yeah. And so what I'm seeing is that most people, they're looking at flat from, let's just say, an output standpoint, but there could be a 5% bump because of inflation and price increases and stuff like that. Now, you might come from the standpoint of, well, I'm going to be 5% down and then the 5% is going to put me yeah, to flat. I mean, it just depends. What's your material content and your price? You know, Yeah. It's just like You need to look at that. So I've got a little manufacturing news. We're just going to jump right into it. I've got some manufacturing news to discuss. And unfortunately, we're just going to keep the whole depressing nature of this episode right there. So this is from Biz Journals, and I think that there was also like NBC or CBS that I saw a similar article. Depress out of. me, Jason. It says global manufacturer with four Wisconsin plants will cut 2,500 production jobs. So they're talking about 3M the maker of post-it notes, industrial coatings and ceramics, abrasives, that they're going to be cutting 2,500 manufacturing jobs worldwide in order to align itself with adjusted production volumes. So it's going back to exactly what I just said. They think production is going to be down and they're cutting a bunch of jobs. The CEO, Mike Roman, said, we expect macroeconomic challenges to persist in 2023. Now, the thing that has to be taken into consideration is 3M is a huge company. Right. It's not just Post-it notes. It's not just Post-it <laughs> notes. No. I mean, they do so much. Yeah. And 
a lot of their production is driven by the global manufacturing economy. So let's just say China. You know what I mean? So yeah. like if China is down, that's where a lot of their products are being sold to. I mean, too. I remember using 3M products every day and we make this walk on pit cover and it used this 3M abrasive to kind of like stick two pieces of metal together. I remember how it smells. I remember how oh, it yeah. feels like yeah. if we're down or if we're flat or if anyone's flat, like so are they. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We sell 3M products. So we sell their abrasives and their adhesives and tapes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's used everywhere. It's interesting. But this is the other thing that I thought was interesting. This might be something for us to discuss briefly. It said revenue for the St. Paul, Minnesota-based company totaled $8.08 billion in the period, beating Wall Street's estimate of $8.04 billion. So they actually beat their estimate just recently. So this just kind of goes back to the pressures that these publicly traded companies are under in order to meet the these quarterly earnings yeah. and they have to sometimes make these decisions which are short-term decisions. Yeah. And it's interesting as far as that goes. But it goes on to say that in a statement, the chairman and CEO Mike Roman said that 3M experienced rapid declines in consumer-facing markets and a significant slowdown in China due to COVID-19 related disruptions. So anyway, so that's the way that 3M sees the market output for 2023. All right. And you know what I think about, and this has been some conversations that I've been participating in on LinkedIn just recently, but when 3M lets 2,500 people go, that's a lot of manufacturing people that could be utilized for people that are looking for great people. It's funny you say that. We talked on a previous episode about how the Chrysler plant in Belvedere, right, yep. right near mm-hmm. where I live, shut down. And we had our annual meeting this week and my dad was like, yeah, maybe some of those people would be great fits. We have to hire like 100 new people. There you go. Go get them. Yeah. But take over that plant. Yeah. So just so it doesn't sound like a contradiction, we have a certain part of our business that's growing a lot. But we don't have to hire 100 new people for the Hennig that makes chips. There you go. So let's get into the subject matter. So recessions happen. So the economy is going to struggle. These are cycles that we go through. It happens like clockwork. It's kind of like cleaning up. It's kind of like the seasons that manufacturers experience. Like manufacturing seasons yeah, coming yeah. soon from making chips. Yeah, exactly. You want to tell us briefly yeah, about that? Yeah, I mean, that? just since it was such a beautiful segue, we talked a lot about this new model where we have these guest hosts coming on and we've been kicking around like, well, what do we call it? And we're going to call it manufacturing seasons. And why? Because we're going to have different seasons of different guest hosts. And also because that's what this is. We go through this cycle as manufacturers of the highs and the lows and the recessions and the and the COVID. Yeah. And yeah. Just crazy yeah. stuff. That, and we all go through these seasons together and we're going to have a community of other diverse leaders talking about the season that we're in. Yeah. And there's going to be a seasonality to our guest hosts. So we've got a bunch of great guest hosts for season one, but then there's going to be a season two because it's not just about Jason Zanger's opinion or Nick Golner's opinion. It's about what does the entire metalworking nation think about what's going on? And we're really out there recruiting guest hosts to be a part of this making chips experience in the future. And we think we're really encouraged by that because we're all stronger when we come together and we're all stronger when we hear what's going on in other people's businesses. Right on, right on. But back to this recession thing, Okay. now that we plugged the future here. Yeah. So according to a lot of news publications, new job openings are declining, wage increases are cooling off. And I think that the tech industry, which has experienced significant significant layoffs just recently is a signal to what might be coming to other industries in the future. So I read something recently that Apple is the only major tech company to not have announced layoffs yet. Wow. You know, we're talking like the gigantic pe- yeah, right. tech companies like the Facebooks and Amazon and yeah, yeah all, all those kind of meta. people. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> exactly. So there's that signal to the world about what could be happening. So some economists are talking about the recession will only hit particular industries as opposed to being like a full-scale recession, but that remains to be seen. It seems like manufacturing is still strong, but 
We'll talk about this eventually. Everything is interrelated. So when people are laid off, they're buying less goods and then it's the manufacturers that are making those goods. So it's going to hit some point. So the question is like, why is this happening? So the Federal Reserve wants a slowdown in the economy. They are manufacturing this slowdown. They are creating this slowdown. They're orchestrating the slowdown, however you want to say it. And they're doing that by what, Nick? Increasing the rates. Yep. Why do they want to increase the interest to rates? To combat inflation. There you go. Exactly. So they want to see prices go down. I learned one thing, I guess, in my economics class. <laughs> there you I, go. I did not perform very yeah. well in that class. Yeah. But. So then the next question is, are they actually curbing inflation? And I think that they are. How would you tell that? Where the price of a good doesn't continue yeah. to increase for the same thing? It's the consumer price index. So the sure. consumer price index is like this index that they take on a market basket of goods. Yeah. Like from and anything from this water bottle in front of me to the microphone in your hand. Exactly. And they measure this on a month by month and year by year basis. And they're starting to see it trickle down. And I think what they're talking about, the people, the economists that are predicting the future, is that CPI is going to hit a more reasonable level closer to, say, instead of closer to 10, it's going to be closer to maybe like 3 4%, which is still pretty high, but it's closer to in line with what we would expect from the past. And then the Fed adjusts the rates again to stimulate more growth or? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, at some point, are you saying like in the future, once they feel yeah, like, like they've got we've control of it? That. Okay. And yeah. I mean, they bounce that's back what the everybody's waiting for is that then they would go and they would loosen up the money supply by lowering rates. And then I'll tell my wife that we can actually move, which yeah. she keeps saying she wants to move. And I say, no way. Yeah. No that's way. Too expensive. No, I got, you're like, I and got I'm going to hang rate. onto the car I have right now too for a while. Right? Yeah. I like, got this rate and I am not letting that 3% rate go because yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of like we're talking about housing, this is where you have that juxtaposition because like since rates are so high, housing prices are low. Okay. So you might be able to buy that house at a better price right now and then refinance later. The only thing is you're taking a risk as to when those interest rates are going to come down because you assume that eventually they're going to come down. Yeah, You just don't know when. Is it it a year or is it 10 years? Geopolitically could keep it from coming down. Absolutely. So there's there's a risk that you're taking, but you could buy that house at a lower price. Cool. So the other thing to talk about is, so you've got the money tightening that cools demand, but there's another thing that could be driving prices down which is that the supply chain could be getting stronger again. So there's some resiliency in the supply chain. Because you don't have the scarcity principle. Well, you don't have the scarcity principle, plus there's some after effects of like COVID and stuff like that, such as the automotive industry. You remember, why weren't they pushing out cars? Because, because of chips. So many people were working from home and they couldn't find computer trips. Yeah, and, as yeah, it relates to supply chain. It was the chip problem. Sure. Yeah. And so now they say that automotive is starting to come back. And so those supply chains, they're starting to see more inventory come back into the market because remember supply and demand. Right. Yeah. And the other thing that comes to my mind is like we were air freighting a lot of product in. Oh, yeah. Because like yeah. we needed it now and yeah. the logistics was such a nightmare. So. And people were paying $20,000 for yeah. freight going from we have China. To pass those on. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was tough. And now that's even come down significantly. And then here's where it kind of gets back to the manufacturing industry. So housing's seeing the declines due to mortgage rates. People in the mortgage industry are making less money. I mean, they were used to doing like refis all the time and making their commissions. Tech employees are being laid off. But then manufacturing may see some softening because as these people are being laid off, there's a demand for products that are that are going down. And we're still hearing that automotive is strong. Space and aerospace is strong. Oil and gas is still strong in 2023. So this might skip most of the making chips world in 2023. But then again, everything is so interrelated. Yeah. And you have something to say about what markets you're serving. Yeah. You know, we talked to our friends at EBITDA Growth Systems about yeah, like, how they will help you position your company to 
attract certain kinds of work. So there you go. When certain industries suck, then you go after different industries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Make sure your company's in a position to do that. Yeah. And if you want more information on those guys, like feel free to come. You can talk to me specifically, Jason. I mean, I'm partnered up with them, so I can definitely tell you a lot about them. Or you can contact Nick if you don't, yeah. if you don't like me. <laughs> well, yeah. So there's going to be a lot of people contacting me, unfortunately. And I don't even <laughs> deal with those guys. No. <laughs> no, but they're great people and they will. They're experts in manufacturing from the side of helping you to grow your company and grow your bottom line. Yeah, right on. So any questions about that so far, No, Nick? this is actually really good. It's all like making sure I understand something I kind of think I do, but not really very well. Right. And, and you're smarter at this kind of stuff than I am. So I like to... I did some research and I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, I like to make sure I know what the heck I'm talking about. Sometimes I'm so in, the, in my own little world, I don't think about the whole global economic situation. Yeah, and but it's important. Obviously, it affects me quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about these things. But then what about 2024? Right. I mean, that's anyone's guess, I think, at this point. I think one thing that COVID has taught us is not only to take it a day at a time, but also take it a year at a time. You know what I mean? I totally agree. It's important to pay attention to these things and understand how they're going to impact your business. But I think in general, focus on the things that you can control, the performance of your company, the type of people you have working for you, and don't stress out too much about the things that are out of your control. Just try to do the best you can in the arena that you're in because there's times that recessions create opportunity. You, you brought up oh, like the, okay, all these people are getting laid off. Well, you know what's true about everyone I talk to in our world? That they need people. Yes. So there's an opportunity. There you go. So the other scary thing about 2024, though, that we have, it's an election year. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, is it scary or is it an opportunity? It depends on where you're at, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. And we know what happened last time during that election period, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a little nuts. Yeah, it was. So... Yeah, who knows what's going to happen? Will we have another pandemic? Oh, Nick, you got to take off that tinfoil hat, buddy. I mean, <laughs> don't say that. But you know what they say about conspiracies? What? It's a conspiracy until it's true. Yeah, I heard something that said, I have to get some more conspiracy theories because all of mine came true. And that's what last year feels like, man. <laughs> no, seriously. It's, nuts. it's funny. Well, I've talked about recessions a couple times. And like my big thing about recessions is look at your mindset, look for opportunities. Everybody is wallowing in their misery. Look for how you can transform your companies. I mean, there's so many big name companies that were started during recessions. I mean, do your research. I mean, there's actually a lot of companies, Nick, that were started during recessions. I've got a list of them right here. Yeah, that's awesome. So Microsoft was starting during a recession. iRobot, Airbnb, both started during recessions. Uber was starting during a recession. See, all that makes sense. Like, yeah. maybe I don't understand how, well, the why behind the Microsoft during a recession, but Airbnb and Uber? Yeah. That totally makes sense. But I mean, you People need to look looking at- looking for jobs and yeah. How can you do things Ways differently? Make, yeah, right. And just change your mindset. There could be local machine shops where the owner is just thinking to himself, you know what? I could retire and I don't want to have to go through another recession again. And it could be an opportunity to not only buy his book of business, but buy his machines and maybe bring on yeah, some Yeah, that's like the people. knockout punch for that guy. And yeah. And there's nothing wrong with him not wanting to go through that again. We just talked about, hey, maybe this is a good time to buy a house and then refinance later. Well, maybe this is a good time to buy a business. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Cool. So anyways, that's my thoughts, my research that I've done on this upcoming recession because we're in it right now. I just don't know that it's hit manufacturing super strong, but it could. And we need to be prepared for it. We need to look for the opportunities that are out there. Yeah. Nick, did you know that ThomasNet has marketing services like SEO and video? You know, I knew they did something with marketing, but I didn't know that. Tell me more. Yeah, you should find more about this. The ThomasNet team includes digital marketers and degreed engineers who understand the complexities of manufacturing. They know the keywords that buyers are searching for, and I know that's important to you. Absolutely, man, because it's so easy to be fake in this industry, and it's really important that people actually know the words that 
manufacturing leaders use. So visit thomasnet.com today to view their industrial digital marketing services and learn more about the marketing solutions that have helped thousands of manufacturers grow. Awesome, man. One thing we would ask of you to help us through this recession. Oh, yeah. Making chips really needs your help. Yes, we do. We need you yeah. to... No, seriously, though, we need you to comment, rate, review on whatever podcast thing you're listening to, Spotify. Yeah, go into Apple Podcasts yeah. or go into Spotify and give us five stars and tell us what you like. It will help us survive this yeah, recession. Yeah, it will help us get through the recession. And get over this depression because that Jason As we're crying in. about the recession, we can read those amazing comments about how much you love us and it will get us through. And we can say with full hearts and tears in our eyes, if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. Thanks for listening to the Making Chips podcast. Jim and Jason knew that the metalworking nation, the community of world-class makers, needed to commit to a new way of leading to stay ahead of the competition. So, Making Chips was created to fill that void, to give you advice from other manufacturing leaders who can push you to take action. Your manufacturing challenges have a solution. And many of them are at makingchips.com. Thank you.